We want to welcome all you here today, our first-time guests. We are so thankful for you. We want to welcome our online members, our online guests, and all the nations, 90 to 100 nations that tune in every Sunday. Yeah, let's let them know we're thankful for them. Amen, amen, amen. We have just come out of three days of prayer and fasting. Corporate prayer was amazing. Yes. Thank you for joining us online, at home, and in person. And so before Harry prays, can you, we just welcome our most honored guest, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. You're welcome in this place. We honor you. Worthy are you, Lord. Amen. Welcome, we welcome, we welcome. This morning, early, I was thinking, I was sitting out looking at the grass grow. Anybody ever do that? I was just watching the grass grow. It just kind of dawned on me. You know that seeds are sown into the earth, and the earth does its thing and produces a harvest. What if this afternoon we sow some seeds of worship? rather in the earth, but into the heavens. What if we sow everything, our, our thoughts, our minds, our will, our emotions, we sow them into the heavens. And how many believes that we'll get a heavenly harvest? I said, how many believes we'll get a heavenly harvest? How many would like a heavenly harvest? So you know what? If you want to reap a harvest, you need to sow a seed. So can you lift your voice? Let it be a seed. Lord, we welcome you. Thank you into this room today. We honor the name of Jesus above every name. Lord, we declare there's none other. There's none like you in all the world. Lord, we thank you today. And we bring glory. We bring honor to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on now. Let's worship. Let's worship.
the battle You see my victory When all I see is the mountain You see a mountain move And as I walk through the shadow Your love surrounds me It's all around me now Nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. Hey, I'm safe, so when I fight, so when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you.
you you can be seated I want you to make welcome the regeneration Nashville choir under the direction of Steve Mountain give him a big hand
sanctuary right in the middle of working on this song I was worried about my cutoffs and stuff and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said there's more than one kind of healing you know we want to see people rise up out of wheelchairs I've seen miracles in my life but there's also people that need relationships healed you may have children you need God to just open the door for you and your children we have people that have husbands and wives that need to reconcile. So there's many kinds of healing this morning. Feel free to ask God for what your needs are today. Now, I usually do a fast song and a slow song. There's no rule book saying that, but that's kind of generally the rule. 
But I've had this song in my mind for the last 46 years. <laughs> I've never had an opportunity or the right situation where I could use it. Uh, I grew to love this song in my brand new 1977 Pontiac Grand Prix. It cost me, cost me $6,000 cash, but it was worth every penny. <laughs> and in that brand new car, I had the latest of everything. And I had a factory installed eight track player. <laughs> and in that eight track player, I had the latest contemporary gospel music. I had, I had Andre Crouch. And on that live CD, there was a song that all of these years has just stuck in my mind. And finally I said, well, we've got a soloist that can sing this, and I want to do this song. And I just assumed that Andre had written it, and I couldn't find that song anywhere. Finally, I found a couple of versions of it, not the cut I had heard, but uh, I downloaded the lyric sheet to make sure I got the lyrics right. And our very own Gary Chapman wrote that song. Gary, stand up. Where are you? Right over here. <laughs> Gary is the one of the finest songwriters ever to come out of Nashville. He's written so many hits that I can't even tell you. Father's Eyes is probably one of my favorite. Uh, and Gary... Thank you for writing a song that would stick in this poor little brain of mine all these years. Hope you enjoy it. Mind. 
a good presence of the Lord here today. I got to tell you, when we were, we were singing, there's a new name written down in glory. And that line stuck out to me in that song that says, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. And I felt the Lord just begin to speak to me that he's going to begin to start redeeming your giftings and your callings. And the enemy has tried to come in and label you one thing. But I, I don't know if, you, if y'all have listened to Pastor Kent's prophecies this week, but if you have you need to go back and listen to them because we're right on the precipice of what God is doing and on the final harvest and he's going to begin to call you to walk ways that you have never been before but if you will listen to who he calls you who he says that you are he will bring you into new giftings into new areas of operation that you said I can't do this I've never done this before but listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit and see where he, where he will bring you. There's a saying that says, blessed are the flexible for they will not be bent out of shape. And in this season, be flexible. Don't be bent out of shape and put your eyes on Jesus and see where he will lead you. Mm. Amen. 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 We have some exciting things coming up for the youth. And so I, I hope that you, you will begin to mark your calendars and, and keep your ears open because we have some really ex- exciting things coming down the pipeline. Uh, one of those is we're putting together a youth band. And so if, if you're from 6th to 12th grade uh, and you can play an instrument, if you can sing, if you can play the triangle, we'll have you. And so mark your calendars for July 16th. And it's from 5.30 to 7.30. And it's going to be at the old 
old church building. And so it's, it's a youth event like, like it usually is. Uh, but we're going to start doing a, a worship band that night. And so come, come for sign-ups uh, and, and come expecting. There, I have a youth group that is bursting with talent. And so I pray cover, with, cover us with prayer because uh, I can't wait to see what God is going to bring out of this. And again, that's 5.30 to 7.30 on July 16th. Uh, and then we will also have another youth event uh, following on August 27th, and that's from 5.30 to 7.30 as well. Food is always provided, but uh, on August 27th, that will be our first worship band performance. And so put these on your calendar. And this is just the beginning because it, 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 the best is yet to come. Uh, also on August 27th, from 12 to 4, here at Cornerstones Building, we will do a, our, our children's ministry, uh, a back-to-school bash. And so I hear there will be food and, and bouncy houses and all kinds of things. And that's from K to 5th grade. And so mark that on your calendars as well. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving this morning. Say this uh, declaration with me. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you can serve the people. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Hello. <laughs> oh, if no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. I'm so excited that you are here. We had a powerful week of prayer and fasting this week, uh, uh, Regeneration Nashville. Were you a part of that? Did you feel a shift in the atmosphere? Because I'm telling you, there's been a shift. There really has. So I'm just grateful for people who know how to pray and cry out to God that will push back from the table to feast at the master's table. And that's what we did this week. Uh, we just, we're believing for great, even greater notable miracles. Jesus said, greater works than these shall ye do. And that's you. And that's me. So I'm just so excited about what God's doing in the earth in this season. Uh, so I met some wonderful people here, uh, right here uh, in the section. And if you're in, in other parts of the room, feel free to, to uh, shout out. But I met some folks from Nevada. Would Nevada stand up? Was it Nevada? Stand up, Nevada. Let us welcome you. Glad to have you here. God bless you. Honored to have you. And I met some folks from North Carolina. North Carolina? Yeah. Welcome. New Bern. New Bern, North Carolina. Honored to have you. Yeah, he's got on his pink Trump hat. Yeah, we like you around here, brother. Yeah. And so I met folks. Tell me where you're from. Austin, Texas. How many Texans do we have in the room? Anybody from Texas? Stand up, Texas. Let us honor Texas today. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Look. 
Yeah, we're glad you're here. Thank you for being with us. Sweet, sweet couple there. So um, who am I missing now? Washington. Where's Washington? D.C. or state? Sorry? State. Stand up. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. What, what part of Washington? Yakima, Washington. Beautiful, beautiful state. God's country up there. It's beautiful. So who else am I missing? Oklahoma. I got, some, I got a bunch of Oklahoma folks. Stand up, Oklahoma. Stand up. Let us welcome you. Honored to have you, sir, ma'am. Welcome. Welcome to Nashville. I heard somebody over here. Who did I hear? Ohio. Hi there. Stand up. Welcome to Nashville. Yeah. What part of Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to Nashville. We're glad to have you. Anybody else in the room? Arizona. Arizona. Stand up, Arizona. Let us welcome you. Glad you're here. Did I hear? Say. Pennsylvania. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Where in Pennsylvania? What? Philly. Okay. Wonderful. We're thrilled to have you in Nashville. God bless you, sir. Yes. Indiana. Welcome, Indiana. Honored to have you, sir. God bless you. And you're from Indiana, too. Is that right? We're in Indiana there. I never heard of it. You're exactly right. She goes, you've never heard of it. <laughs> but we're honored that you're here. Welcome to the family. Welcome home today. We're glad to have you. Anybody else that I'm missing? Arkansas. Stand up, Arkansas. Glad to have Arkansas. And I, did I hear Florida? Where's Florida? Stand up, Florida. Welcome. Glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, who else? Missouri, show me. Stand up. Yeah. Glad you're here. Here and here. Welcome. Glad to have, and here. Wow, we got lots of Missourians. Is that what you call it? A Missourian? Huh? Yeah, okay. Well, who else am I missing? Really? California. Stand up, California. Glad to have you, brother. Glad that you're here. Uh, you know, I was, this week I was thinking in prayer about uh, how that sometimes the season can change and there's no evidence of it in the weather. You think that when you go from the, first day, from the last day of spring to the first day of summer that something spectacular is supposed to happen and it doesn't, but you just know that we've clicked off another day on the calendar and now it's the first day of summer. The season has changed. And I'm here to tell you, though you may not see it in the natural, something has happened and we have changed seasons. This is not the season of old, but it's a new season and it's a new day. And there's a fresh anointing flowing your way. Oh, it's a season. It's a season of power. And it's a season of prosperity. It's a new season coming to you. Do you believe that? Yeah. So I was just thinking about it. 
I think maybe Friday morning when I was in my devotion and that song just came to me and I, and I sent it to, uh, to Channing here and I said, learn this, let's, let's sing this, let's receive. It's a new season and it's a new day. Do you believe it? A fresh anointing is flowing your way. Mm -hmm. A season of power and prosperity. It's a new season. Would you sing it? Would you stand and lift your hands and receive it? It's a new season. It's a new day. And it's a new day. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. It's flowing my way. Just lift your hands and receive the flow today. A season of power and prosperity. It's a new season. Prophesy it. Come into me. Come on. Yeah. It's a new season. And it's a new day. Fresh anointing. Anointing. It's coming my way. Coming my way. A season of power. Prosperity. It's a new season coming to me. Doesn't that feel good? Can we just sing it one more time? It's a new season. Come on, church. It's a new season. And it's a new day. It's not the days of old. give Jesus a hand clap of praise for this season of anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Well, let's just ask God's blessing on the word. Lord, I thank you, God, that you have stirred our spirits. And Lord, I ask you to see the atmospheres Pastor Harry talked about. My God, loose the word of the Lord today. God, let it be like a hammer that breaks the strongholds in the earth and causes them to turn into powder. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, that the word of the Lord is not bound. God, that it's not restricted. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, God, let there be a pull out of us on you. 
God, let us get a hold of heaven today and pull the glory of God into this building. God, let us see your glory. God, as Moses saw your glory, let us see your glory today in this house. God, let the smoke of thy presence, God, be manifested. Hallelujah. And while the word is being preached, God, that demon spirits of all sickness and infirmity will begin to flee for safety. That, Lord, while the word is being released, people will begin to be healed by the power of the Lord. Now, God, let our spirits come alive. Let us, Lord, begin to receive revelation in Jesus' name. Name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I would concur with my wife that there are times, most of the time, when God will do something supernatural, it comes at an unexpected moment. It does. It, it happened even for this church. On December 20th, you know, we had maybe 100 people, and on December 27th, it just happened. It was just a God thing. And when God births something, the devil can't kill it. Especially deliverers. And the deliverer for this hour is the church. Had some crazy woman write me a letter. I got about two sentences into it, and I threw it in the trash. She said, you need to wake up, Brother Kent. Or she said, you need to wake up, Kent. It's not the church that's in the building. We're the church now. Well, I got news for her. Forsake not the assembling of thyselves together. If every person took on the mentality that I don't have to go to church, then that means not one person needs to go to church. And if there is no church, there's no place for believers to come to. And so when God begins to birth delivers, the enemy always comes after him. He went after Moses, went after John the Baptist, went after David, went after Jesus. And he's coming after the church because the last great move of God will be the church. What you're looking at right now is not harvest. It is the laborers. Believe it or not, God has gathered you and I from all over the world into this place because we are beginning to bring in the harvest. I would wager that most of the people in this building today under the sound of my voice and even those that are listening online are already saved. And I am thankful to be able to preach to you today the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm looking for the day, hallelujah, that they begin to come in and they're wounded and they're broke and they're addicted and they're bound and they're hooked. And we get to see the glory of God begin to heal by the power of the Lord. God can do anything. And you say, but what about now? But the Bible says, such were some of you. Remember where we used to be. Sometimes you just need to sit down and remember how messed up you were, how addicted you were, how mean you were, what kind of filth came out of your mouth. And then you look and you see God's turned me into a brand new creation. 
So no wonder the enemy's coming after the church. But you can't make God mad. You make him mad, and God will do things that he normally does not do. The scripture says by the blast of his nostrils, God consumes the wicked. God can just snort and something happens. The Bible said that by the breath of his mouth, he blew back the waters of the Red Sea. God just stood up and went, and the Red Sea began to do this. And he kept on blowing until the waters stood in heaps and the breath of God dried out the ground and Israel walked through in deliverance. The scripture says, by the wind of God, the locusts came by the millions into Egypt on an east wind. And then by the west wind of God, the locusts were blown back out. The wind, in fact, the same Hebrew word, It's the same Hebrew word, the root, for wind, breath, and spirit. When you begin to read about the wind of God and the breath of God and the spirit of God, it is when God begins to do something supernatural. When God began to create in in the Garden of Eden, man initially was not born. He was created because... You can't birth something that doesn't exist. And the Bible says that God formed Adam out of the ground. He was perfect in every aspect. The scripture says he could not move because there was no breath of God in him. Doesn't matter how great we look in this hour, how beautiful our buildings are, how articulate we are in our speaking. If there is no anointing, there is no life. There has to be anointing. This is my prerequisite for Christian music. If I listen to an artist, but I feel no anointing, it tells me you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to hear an artist sing about somebody that they don't know. But you give me somebody that's come out of their prayer closet and out of their spirit begin to come lyrics. You begin to sing, our God is an awesome God. That cannot be written by somebody that doesn't does not know the Lord. And then God got down in a moment that will be forever sketched in the history of man. God got down and put his mouth on his nose, Adam's nose. And he went, and Adam's eyes opened up. And the scripture says that Adam became a living soul just by the blast of God's breath. Just the breath of God made Adam alive. And he stood up with the nature and the likeness of God. We know that Adam failed. It was never the intent for God, for God to make a man that failed. I've read theologians that says God always intended for Adam to fail. I don't believe God ever creates anything.
to fail. You determine your destiny. Hallelujah. God can give you a gift and a calling and a talent, but you determine your destiny. When God moved on me the first time prophetically 35 years ago, that did not necessarily make me a prophet. He let me taste of what was possible, but I had to conduct myself and prepare myself and to pursue and to yield to the hand of God. And there is a stirring of the Spirit of the Lord in the atmosphere. While I'm preaching to you right now, God is blowing on your soul. He's blowing on your spirit. What you're feeling right now in the Holy Ghost is the breath of God is blowing in this house. He's blowing on nations and this is why the enemy is so upset the second time we find that God creates is we go to the book of Acts the second chapter this time God is not creating a living soul He's creating an alive spirit. Adam failed. Some of you might have heard our podcast recently, but God was not in Adam. He, was, he did not have the Holy Spirit in him. He walked, the Bible says God was with him, and Adam communed with God in the garden. But the Holy Spirit was not in Adam. And when God was not with him is when the enemy went after him. The difference between being a living soul and a a live spirit is we have God in us 24 hours a day. So that when the enemy comes into tempt, God's not on the other side of the garden somewhere and we're alone. But he said, I am a present help in time of trouble. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it. That's why you need to be born again by the spirit of the Lord. Because you no longer operate out of your soul, but you operate as an alive spirit. And when the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty so now we find 120 individuals it's interesting that when Jesus started he picked 12 but when he finished he had 120 it speaks of the multiplicity of God that this is no longer confined to 12 men, but God is releasing a multiplication. This is why the Bible said, and the church grew daily, and the Lord added to the church daily, and it grew by thousands. But what happens in the book of Acts, the second chapter is, you have 120 people that in all essence, it looks like it's over. They know that Jesus rose from the dead, but he left. And they're by themselves, and there is nobody doing miracles. There's no recording in the New Testament of anybody doing a miracle after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and him leaving. 
even though the disciples had done it prior to resurrection, when Jesus left, his power left with, with him. And what they operated in was delegated authority that Jesus had gave them. But Jesus didn't want to be with them. He wanted to be in them. And he said, it is expedient that I go away. He said, because if I don't, the Holy Ghost cannot come. And he said, I've walked with you, but the Holy Ghost is going to live in you. There is a huge difference in being acquainted with God and having God live inside of you. This is why the devil will not oppose churches that just talk about repentance and loving Jesus. But when you start talking about being filled with a baptism of the Holy Ghost, hell's going to come after you because he, the enemy knows that the power of the church is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so in all essence, it's almost like this upper room is a coffin. And they're in this room, and there is no life. And the Bible says they are waiting for the promise. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven, like a rushing, mighty wind. You know what that was? That was God breathing. The blast of God's nostrils came into the upper room. And the Bible said they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. The word utterance means the cry of a new born. What was taking place? There was new creation taking place in the upper room, but it is no longer a soulish man that God is creating by the blast of his nostrils, but the church was formed when God stood up and began to blow, and out of his nostrils came the breath of life, and in that room 120 dead people in sin came alive and were filled with with the power of the Holy Ghost. Unfortunately, the church of today, when we reference miracles and the power of God, we generally have to go back in history to talk about it instead of being able to say what God has done. Is, is Samuel here today? Is he in the building? He's not here today. All right. Uh, Samuel and Chelsea, they're a wonderful couple. They work with the Isaacs. And um, Samuel came to us just a few months ago. And he said, I'm going blind. And he said, for all intents and purposes, I'm already blind in one eye. And he said, I have a disease that is taking my other eyesight. He said, I've recently had been to the doctor, and he said, um, it was getting worse. And um, so he came and asked my wife and I to pray for him, and so we laid hands on him and began to pray for him. Well, he posted yesterday, or a few days ago, I, I happened to see it yesterday, he just went back to the doctor. And he said, while she is examining him, she's talking to herself. 
And she's going, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Finally, she got done. She said, I don't know what's happened. She said, but you have 20-20 vision in one eye, and your other eye has so improved that I am releasing you from my care. Now, that's just as powerful as the blind man Bartimaeus. See, you and I should not be people that have to read Smith Wigglesworth or John D. Lake, but we should be a relevant church for this hour. So send us your blind, send us your lame, send us your bruised, send us your captive, hallelujah, and watch what God does. God controls the winds of evil. There is no storm that America can encounter that Jesus cannot step to the bow of the boat and say, that's enough. The liberals are scratching their head right now trying to figure out how did Roe versus Wade get reversed? to be reversed. Hallelujah. We don't listen with joy. We celebrate and shame on you churches that wouldn't even mention it. Got too many gutless pastors. Well, I don't want to offend my people. You know, some of them don't feel like resign and go get a job at Sears. Your allegiance is first of all to Jesus Christ and your second allegiance is to the sheep. And if you got people in your church that believe in abortion, they're going to hell. Say, well, you know, we don't want to talk about hell. You cannot kill babies and go to heaven. We just, we have so doctored it up and packaged it up. And well, we don't want to be offensive. My daughter-in-law said, you're the only one that can say moron and everybody claps. But for the last several decades, we have seen a deterioration of the church. I am struggling the pool of men that you can bring in for a conference in this hour that people will come listen to is very small. Shame on ministry. And it's, it's disappointing to me. I know lots of some really great preachers that can preach the paint off the walls that you would love. But people ain't coming to conferences for good preaching. Right now in America, we just want to hear what God is saying prophetically. And I understand that. But the Bible doesn't say by the foolishness of the prophetic. It says by the foolishness of preaching. Nobody gets saved from a prophecy. And... We have flocked to these men that feel like that they give us these 
dates and explanations of what the four seals are and the beast and when God. Listen, if you, knowing the date that Jesus is coming back won't save you. Understanding the four, the, the seven seals and what the four beasts are, if you know it, but it will save you. Hallelujah. It's that divine encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give us Christians that are hungry for the word of the Lord. I want to know when the Lord's coming back. But you start preaching to me about Jesus Christ and him crucified. It'll get a hold of your spirit. You will say, my God, that's like fire. Shut up within my bones. You will move under the Holy Ghost because God loves Preaching. So I want to go back because this is where we're going today. This is what God put in my spirit. I want to go all the way back to the book of Ezekiel 37 with the vision of the dry bones. Because I felt like the Lord began to drop something in my spirit. Ezekiel 37, this is a twofold chapter. It deals with natural Israel, but it is also dealing with the church of the last days. And there are prophetic fulfillments for both. We know that God is gathering natural Israel back from around the world. And there will be one day that he will breathe life into them and they will accept Jesus Christ as a Messiah. All right? But whether you're natural Israel, even, even Paul teaches this. He said, Abraham was justified by faith before he was ever circumcised. That he might not just be the father of Israel, but that he might be the father of all nations. So whether you're, he said, you're circumcised by the law or you're uncircumcised, if you keep the spirit of the Lord, you keep the commandments of God by faith, it is accounted unto you as righteousness. But God leaves us, hallelujah, breadcrumbs through the scriptures about what he is going to do in this hour. And I believe that we are on the very edge of what the Lord is doing. In Ezekiel 37, it says, a hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the spirit and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones. This is the original Death Valley. Because the scripture says that Ezekiel looked at them and said, there were very many. It tells us that at one point, there was a huge assembly of men and women that evidently were overcome by the enemy. And they were slaughtered. 
the carnage that must have taken place in that valley had to be undescribable because not only were they killed, the enemy dismembered their bodies, scattered their bones, and not only did these bones lie there, they lied there in great disgrace, never being given a burial. And as they lay there, the scavengers, the birds of prey, came down into that valley and began to pluck the flesh off of what used to be a great army of people until it stripped them dry. And the birds, the carrion would carry the bones and drop them until there was nothing but confusion and the scripture says they were very dry, which meant they had been dead a long time. No wonder Ezekiel answers God. God looks at Ezekiel, he said, can they live? And Ezekiel said, I don't know in the natural, I don't know, but I know that you can do anything. And so, when these people died, the death process set in, and the process of death was first the skin, then the flesh, then your sinews all begin to disappear until finally there is just bones scattered that no one could have ever went in, no corner could have ever come back in and put these bones back together. Not only has the church suffered great death in the earth, we have been disgraced <clears throat> that we don't even have a burial. The enemy does that. If you go to Revelation, I think it may be chapter 12, the scripture says, or 11 maybe, it says that when the two witnesses are killed, they leave their bodies in the streets and won't allow them to be buried. What the enemy wants to do is leave the scattered skeleton remains of the church laying on the streets of the earth so they can walk by and poke fun and say, oh, look what happened to them. We don't worry about them. There was humiliation. There was no honor. There was no hope. It was over and there was no champion. Could I say that we live in that hour where it looks like on every cure, every corner of the earth, the church to all intents and purposes looks like it's died. And coronavirus wouldn't even bury it. But can I tell you that I hear the Spirit of the Lord as he did on the day of Pentecost. He's saying this, I am getting ready to release a blast of my nostrils upon the church of the Most High. And with one blast, the wicked will be consumed. And with another blast of his nostrils, there will be a church that will begin to be moved on by the Spirit of the Lord. 
You cannot stop what God's going to do. I don't care how many laws you pass. I don't care how many National Guards show up. You can lock the doors and keep us out of the building. But God said, my word will not return unto me void. If Jesus said it, it will happen, and hell cannot stop it. They are disgraced. And he said, verse 2, he caused me to pass them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Evidently, God has him in the spirit. And in the spirit, God has Ezekiel just covering. Ezekiel was a contemporary of Daniel. They both were prophesying at the same time. Probably, most theologians believe Ezekiel was around 30 years old when he begins to see this vision. But at the same time, God is speaking to Daniel prophetic words concerning the end time that John the Revelator would begin to later on reiterate in just a little bit different way of explaining so there is a prophetic utterance about the church that's going on in this time. And while Ezekiel is flying through the heavens over this valley, God at the same time is speaking to Daniel about different things. And he says they're very dry, means they've been dead a long time. And he says, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and saying to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, if you're wondering why the last two years there has been such a release of the prophetic in the atmosphere, it's been a long time since there were so many prophetic voices that seemed to take the lead for the church. Because the first thing that God does when he begins to restore something is he begins to declare what he has not yet done, but what he's getting ready to do. And the problem with so many Christians is they don't understand prophecy. I have people email me and say, you are a false prophet because you prophesied that Donald Trump would be voted back in. I did, and he was. Now, if you really want to deal with this, how about the fact that you stole it from them and you put somebody else in there illegally, but in the eyes of God in the court of heaven today, the president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. That's all I prophesied. That's what God said. But we get so caught up in prophetic, trying to interpret what God means, that sometimes after God said it, we will say, Lord, I don't know, but you do. Hallelujah. Let God worry about the political problems. 
You can get so sidetracked and so caught up in the natural things of the earth that it'll get in your spirit. You can't pray. You can't talk to God. I'm not worried about who's president today. What I am concerned about is, God, when are you going to revive the church in this hour? What you're seeing right now, God speaking through me and other men, it's a prophetic word that the Lord is saying we are prophesying to bones. What I'm doing right now is I'm prophesying to something that's dead, but it's changing the atmosphere that life is getting ready to come back in. We are releasing the word of the Lord. When you stand in prayer, you need to lay a hand on your head and prophesy, thus saith the Lord. I've got me home since I moved to Tennessee. I prophesy that my children are restored back to the kingdom of the Lord. I prophesy hallelujah that the devourer is broken off of my life. I prophesy I do not have diabetes. I prophesy that I've got a husband or a spouse. I prophesy that the greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What are you doing? You are declaring the word over the Lord in your life. Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so he says, prophesy these bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And this is what he prophesies. This is what God is saying. Thus saith the Lord. Whenever it says that, you can mark it down. That's not ambiguous. That's not maybe. It's going to happen. He says, I am going to cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. What you're looking at is the same condition that Adam was in before God breathed into him. You're looking at the same condition that the 120 in the upper room were in before the wind of God blew into that room and inflated the lungs. No wonder we, we talk about in the upper room where the lungs are. Hallelujah. And they inflate with the power of God. And so the Lord begins to declare this. And then he says this. Verse 6, I'm going to lay sinew upon you, bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I want you to see how God goes back and begins to reverse what had happened to them. The first thing that left was skin. Second thing that left was flesh. The third thing that left with the sinew until there are bones. So God said, I'm going back to the foundation. And he said, the first thing that I'm going to do is I am going to put sinew on the bones. Then I'm going to put flesh on the sinew. And then I'm going to put skin on the flesh. He said, but you're still going to be dead. What we are seeing right now is God is in the middle. 
What you're you're looking at right now is God is moving with sinew and skin and flesh. God is a God of order. I I, I personally believe this prophetically as a church, that we have already had God put our sinew on. He has already given us back our flesh. He has already put back on us our skin, and we are laying there. And not only that, God, hallelujah, begin to bring back order. The disgrace that had been on these people. And I just feel like the Lord said this. You should have buried them. If they'd have buried them, would God have ever raised them up? There would have been no need for a vision of dry bones because there would have just been a graveyard. You can get so arrogant against God how the wicked in this hour have thumbed their nose at the Lord and said, we're going to do exactly what we want to do. I'm telling you that everything that God is doing this hour is a suddenly. Nobody anticipated when they were in that room on the day of Pentecost that on the day, the 50th day from, from Jesus' departure, hallelujah, or Passover, that the Holy Ghost was going to show up. Listen, that at any moment, hear the word of the Lord, there can be a cloud of the glory of God settled down in this building. You could see fire begin to run across the atmosphere of this place. There can be such a heavy presence of God and all of us are pushed to our knees and can't get up and hours pass and we don't know it but traffic stops and the Holy Ghost hits all of Nashville that's a suddenly by the power of God don't limit God on what he can do is this me? maybe it's the Holy Ghost All right, so God begins to go back to the foundations, and he said, um, the last thing you do, he said, I'm going to put breath in you. So that's what he prophesied. So verse 7, Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied, he said, there was a noise. This goes back to the book of Acts. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, and it says here there was a a shaking, and on the day of Pentecost there was a sound from heaven, and the whole place was shaken. Doesn't the scripture say that in the last days, once more, not only am I going to shake the earth, but I'm going to shake the heavens? And when I'm done, it will remove everything that could not be shaken. I can, I can use a handheld. This don't bother me. All right. If the devil thinks, I can preach just as good with a handheld. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I just, I just release such faith in this place in the name of the Lord. From this side, may the Spirit of God just begin to move across this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. 
what some of your feelings are shaking. Say it the Lord. Hallelujah. What is that? God is getting ready to release a blast of his nostril on this earth and the wicked are going to perish and the ungodly are going to be consumed and the church that you should have buried is being resurrected by the power of the Lord. Acts, the book of Acts is the birth of the church. Ezekiel 37 is the rebirth of the church before Jesus comes back. Listen, whenever Jesus had a ministry, then there had to be a death, and then there was a resurrection, and when Jesus was resurrected, nobody ever messed with him again. The church, hallelujah, was birthed on the day of Pentecost. And it looks like she's died. But can I tell you, what you are experiencing right now, saith the Lord, there is a resurrection anointing of the Spirit of God that was on the head of Jesus. It's now on the body of Jesus. And if Jesus is ahead, he's not going to leave his body in the grave. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Can I tell tell you today, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the heathen rage. If God prophesied, it shall come to pass. So he says, I prophesied in verse 7, there was a noise and there was a shaking an order began to happen. Bone came together. This is really important. Bone to his bone. That literally means that this was not a hodgepodge. That you didn't have somebody laying over there that one leg is six inches shorter than the other. And a head that's got one small ear and one big ear. God was restoring them to their perfect creative appearance before the devil ever put his hand on them. And I, I, boy, I hear this in the spirit. And I think, boy, Nicholas, you did a great job today. I, I see a younger version of myself there, except I'm in better shape. <clears throat> but you have better hair. This bone coming to bone is a divine intervention of God into your life and into the church. And there is order coming back. And in the midst of that, what God is doing is he is restoring back what the enemy has taken from you. I don't know if it was my wife or Nicholas talking about that God was restoring some gifts. There are many under the sound of my voice in the building and online that God has used you in times past <clears throat> in gifts. The song of the Lord in your spirit. Some of you can sing, but something happened and you don't sing anymore. 
Some of you can play an instrument, but something happened and you just laid it down. Listen, God gives you talents and gifts. We're going to need them for this hour. So he says, bone came to his bone. And then he says, I beheld lo. The next thing that happened was sinew, then flesh, then skin. It is line upon line and layer upon layer. What you and I are seeing, Pastor Harry and I have talked about this, and Sandra and my wife and other people, some of you are probably, we are seeing layers of God coming back in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you can truly say, I have felt God do something in me the last few months. I'm getting my hope back. You know what that is? Your sinews coming back. Your flesh is coming back. Your skin is coming out. What's God doing? He's making you whole because there is something yet to come. We have one more visitation of God that's getting ready to hit the earth. Hallelujah. It's not enough to have the reversal. It's not enough to have sinew and flesh and skin and our bones put back together. If there is no light, we're just a pretty dead army laying on the ground that at some point your same enemy going to come in and dismember you again and probably you'll never come back together. I refuse. Listen, the devil has given us his best shot and we are still standing. You may have rocked off some. You may have knocked me down but can I tell you, I see the church coming back to her feet by the power of God and we will never be knocked down again. Hallelujah. If the enemy wants war, this is one preacher that's ready to give it to him because this is God's hour. This is God's time. This is God's church. This is God's purpose and no weapon shall be able to come against us. No one of the Lord said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ezekiel has to be astounded at what he has seen. Because in a moment's time, he has watched the impossible take place. A tourist attraction. People would come by and see perhaps a million dead people of dry skeletons just laying out there. People would take pictures that had cameras. And they would say, I wonder what happened here. You ever ask yourself, I wonder what happened to the church? How did we wind up so dead? How did we wind up so deceived? How did we lose control of this nation? How do so-called Christians now come out pro-abortion, pro-homosexuality? I just got to say this. You ain't a Christian. (laughs) 
You really think God wants to hang out in eternity with people that were killing his creation? No. And you know, if the Bible says this, and I don't have any scripture for this. It's just one of my crazy thoughts. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the trump. For the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with him. So shall we ever be with the Lord. <clears throat> that has to mean then that every aborted child is given their body at that moment and they are part of God's creation for the thousand-year millennial reign. And I got to thinking about this. Some of you don't know it, but you gave birth to preachers in the millennial reign. Some of these babies that hell thought that they silenced forever, musicians and songwriters and psalmists, God's resurrecting them at the sound of the last trump. And because <clears throat> Brother Bowen talked to me about it, he said, he said, the Lord told me that Josh's greatest ministry is in the millennial reign, that he's going to preach the gospel in the millennial reign. So I have to believe that every individual that the devil killed, hallelujah, that God is raising them up. And that in the millennial reign, all these aborted 60-some million people are going to be, every one of them saved by the power of God because they didn't have a conscience. So not one of them is in hell. And they are resurrected in a complete, beautiful body. And all the intent and the purpose that God had for them before they were aborted shall be released in the millennial reign. And they will sing, preach, pray, prophesy. And some of you are going to see your own children that were miscarried. Watch them see what they do in the kingdom of the Lord. Hey, Sunday. Hallelujah. It ain't over just because there's a tombstone. It ain't over just because there's a graveyard. God is the God of graveyards. He came out of the tomb. That's enough to end right there. Verse 8, he says, you know, the sinew, the flesh, the skin. But then he says this. But there was no breath in them. They were just pretty corpse again. They looked like when they had died. And then he said unto me, he said, now, he said, I don't want, to prop I don't want you to prophesy to the bones. He said, I want you to prophesy this is the same word, ruah. He said, I want you to prophesy to the ruah, to the wind, and say to the ruah, the wind, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds. That means, hallelujah, from Ethiopia down to New Delhi, India. 
way into China, hallelujah, over to Australia, onto the European continent, that God is saying, this is not a state or a national revival, but he said, prophesy to the north, to the south, to the east and the west. So here's what happens. While Ezekiel, he forgets about the bones, because he's not looking at what's staring him in the eyes. It's beautiful, but it's dead. He begins to look up. And he says, oh, I prophesy to the rule of God. What was that? God is saying, I'm fixing to lose a blast of my nostrils into the church of the Most High. In Ezekiel 37, hallelujah. Now we go back to the scriptures. And as he is prophesying, he said, as I prophesied, as he commanded me, he said, the breath, the ruah of God, hallelujah, came into them and they lived and they stood up on their feet and this is what's so good, he said, they were an exceeding great army. The first time man was a living soul, the second time he was a quickening spirit, but the last time we are an exceeding great army that has the ruah of God in us. There is a blast of the power of the Lord that is getting ready to hit the church. I don't know when. I don't know how. But what I see is a beautiful army that doesn't have any life. But there is a prophetic unction being released. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Rule of God. Blast of thy nostrils. Be released by the power of the Lord. Stand with me. This is why you cannot be distracted by looking at an exceeding innumerable company of people that look good, but there's no life in them. Because Ezekiel didn't say, wow, God, that's amazing. That's really neat. I mean, that's just, you did it all. He said, I looked at him, he said, but they ain't alive. He said, there ain't no breath in them. God said, well, that needs to be taken care of. So I'm prophesying to the nations around the world. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying over your lives right now. Hallelujah. I want you to raise your hands. In fact, here's what I want you to do. Very quickly. Again, I'm not asking for my prayer partners because I feel like this is different. Come on, let's fill up the front. And I want us to raise our hands because on the day of Pentecost, what was it that came into that room that brought them life? It was the Ruah of God. It was the Holy Spirit that filled that room. This is why there has been such an organized attempt in this nation to do away with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Because what we have is beautiful churches full of beautiful corpses. But there is no life in them. 
What we must have is you and I must begin to declare the word of the Lord prophetically. You must begin to say, I prophesy to my children. I prophesy to my family. I prophesy to my ministry. I prophesy to my business. Hallelujah. I prophesy to my president, Donald Trump. Come, Holy Spirit, and blow upon us. God, release the blast of thy nostrils in this house today. As they lead us in song, you got something? It's a new season. Now, prophesy to the Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Spirit. Is flowing my way, a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming to me. It's a new season. It's a new day. This is Nicole. This is Nicole. She's from Tennessee. Brain tumor. Here for you. Amen. Now, God's, if He can put a whole valley of dry bones back together. Yes. Hallelujah. Nicole, right? Amen. All right, I'm going to lay hands on your head. And we're going to command this brain tumor to disappear. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, just with the gentle touch of thy spirit, God, sometimes you're just in this still, small voice. And, Lord, we reverse this saying, I command this brain tumor, you shrivel up. You die. You've foul demon spirit. You have trespassed into Nicole's body. And, Lord, we declare that next time when she goes in, the neurologist will say, I don't, I don't know what's happened. There's nothing there. Now, Lord, for thy glory... And for thy name's sake, hallelujah, Lord, for thy name's sake, God, we declare that today she is free of this brain tumor and never again, God, will it touch her body in Jesus' name. I am familiar with this. This is a little tiny baby and she's not gaining weight so how old how old is this baby seven weeks seven weeks old all right so what we need to do is just ask God to touch this baby hallelujah
<laughs> now in the name of the Lord I cancel the assignment against this child in the name of the Lord and God from this day on according to thy word God this baby's gonna gain weight God this baby's gonna get so fat her legs will be chubby hallelujah they'll look at her and say oh my look what the Lord has done I cancel the assignment against this child you lying demon of hell in the name of the Lord hallelujah I say live live hallelujah live in the name of Jesus live hallelujah oh God I thank you Lord that this moment saith God I'm touching this child by the Spirit of the Lord hallelujah God over this mother God over this father I loose the Spirit of the Lord in your home that oh God there'll be no sorrow God there'll be no burial but God they're gonna watch this child grow up in the glory and in the admonition of the Lord this thing hallelujah shall not be saith the Lord Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, that's, that's close to home because we got a little one ourselves. This is what God wants to do though. An army that has no breath in it can't do anything. That's why you got to begin to declare and prophesy over yourselves that the breath of God the breath of God hallelujah is coming in me that it's not just a preacher that lays hands on the sick but you're beginning to heal in the marketplace and in the home by the power of the Lord pastor this is Lakita and she has been healed twice of stage 4 cancer colon cancer but she's having trouble with all the side effects she's here for prayer today Lakita Amen. All right. Well, let's let's have God give you that second touch <clears throat> that just stops all these side effects. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Now, God, first of all, I want to praise you that you've healed her of cancer twice. Oh, God. Hallelujah. That, Lord, from this day on, that every assignment, every side effect, I cast you out of Akita's body. That, oh, hallelujah. Breathe the hand of God be upon thee. Oh, daughter, hallelujah. May the anointing of the Lord break every yoke off of you in Jesus' name. And God, we call it done in the name of the Hallelujah. Pastor, this is Douglas. He is from Tennessee here. Congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure. His name is Douglas. Douglas. Amen. Douglas, ain't time to go home and see the Lord, is it? It's time to get healed. Sunday. <laughs> now, in the name of the Lord, God, you're a healer of the broken heart, and God, his heart is messed up. Now, in the name of Jesus, Shaya Bobo Sunday. God, I break, God, I break this generational curse off of your life. I break the spirit of death off of you. And in the name of the Lord, hallelujah. God, we loose, hallelujah, the power of the Lord into Douglas's life. Jesus' name. God, we call it done. Hallelujah. Amen.
Amen. This is Lockhart from Oklahoma, and he has folliculitis. Yeah. I've talked with Lockhart, amen. We got big friends. This is where you just have <clears throat> uncontrollable itching in your skin till you bleed, scratch it. And uh, I've been covered with chiggers before, so I know what that's like. But not for week after week and month after month. So in the name of Jesus, I command this skin irritation. <clears throat> you demon, hallelujah, itching and skin disease I cast you out of Lockhart's body that oh God from this day on that Lord that this skin disease is gone that God as he moves here you're opening up great doors God that he's going to prosper in his business financially that his body's healed that all that you have called him to do Lord is going to come up so now in Jesus name hallelujah all over your body I lose the power of the blood of Jesus upon you in the name of the Lord and we call it done It's coming my way. Season of power. power and Sing it, church. Come on. It's, it's a, a new season coming to me. Come on, it's a new season. Sing it, church. It's a new season. It's a new Just lift up your hands from front to back and side to side. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we call to the north. We call to the south. We call to the east and the west for the breath of God, the wind of God, the ruah of God to fill the army of God as never before. God, that we know our God and we do exploit. Lord, in this hour, oh God, fill our lungs. Lord, with the essence, the ruah, the presence of the Holy Ghost, oh God. Lord, open wide the gate. Open wide the portal, God, over this house, over your people, oh God. Lord, that we can exhibit the glory of God in the earth, oh God. Give the Lord a shout of praise, a voice of God. Yes, a voice of victory in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want to give somebody an opportunity to receive Jesus, if you will, just bow your heads just for a moment. It's the most important time of the service because babies will be born. Babies will be born. I'm just here to tell you, sir, ma'am, if you don't know Jesus, he loves you. He loves you. Oh, how he loves you. He brought you here today for you to be born into the kingdom of God. I'm not going to make you come down front. I'm not going to shine a spotlight on you. I just want to pray for you where you are. Slip your hand up and let me know you're here. I need Jesus. Just slip your hand up and let me know. I need Jesus today. Yes, I see. Anybody else? 
Yes, I see in the back. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, I see. Anyone else? Jesus loves you. Yes, I see. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Maybe online you're watching right now and you know you're not right with the Lord. I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he's reaching for you. Anyone else in the house today? Anyone else in the house today? You just say, pray for me right where I'm at. Okay, now church, we're a family and we're going to pray this prayer together, okay? We're going to pray this prayer. Everybody under the sound of my voice and online, let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I've transgressed against the laws of God. But I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross and he rose again just for me. So Lord, would you wash me in the blood of Jesus? Cleanse me of all of my sin. I surrender my life to you in Jesus name now why don't you give Jesus a big hand of praise hallelujah 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 now uh, where's Chuck Hobbs Chuck and Ellen right here raise your hand uh, I know that they have they are here to teach those that have just gotten saved how to walk with Christ if you raise your hand for salvation just raise your hand up right here see Chuck and Ellen Hobbs here because they want to disciple you they want to tell you how to get started on your walk with Christ isn't that exciting isn't that exciting yeah yeah babies born into the kingdom so see Chuck and Ellen Hobbs Well, I don't really know how to dismiss this because I can just feel such a pulsating spirit of the Lord. Shut up, 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 Sunday. Hallelujah. 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 Maybe just for a moment we can entertain the presence of the Lord. Oh, Sunday. Hallelujah. Is this the day that God is going to blow on you? Is this the moment, hallelujah, the Ruah of God is going to hit your spirit right now? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, that you're loosing miracles in this place in the name of the Lord. Oh, I bind discouragement from this day on. Hallelujah, God, we declare that nobody will be discouraged anymore that the spirit of heaviness is broken off of you in the name of Jesus. I loose the garment of praise on you. Oh, may God give you prophetic eyes to begin to see what is the breadth, the width, the height, and the depth of the glory of God. See on the love of us Sunday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we begin to lose your glory. Let's just for a moment entertain the presence of the Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the name of the Lord. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord. My Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we begin to loose your spirit. Oh, God, do what you want.
want to do. Lord, do what you want to do. Hallelujah, God. Oh, I praise you, God. Lord, that God, as we touch them in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God, do it right now. Hallelujah, Lord. God, release it in the name of Jesus. He ought to love us someday. Oh, hallelujah. Breathe on us, God. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us in the name of Jesus. He ought to love us someday. Hallelujah. May the glory of God begin, Lord, to saturate in Jesus' name. He ought to love us someday. Oh, I thank you, God. Lord, I thank you. He ought to love us someday. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of the Lord. God, we prophesy to the Ruah, to the Ruah of God. Oh, may the Spirit of the Lord begin to flow in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that which you have called us to, Lord, begin to loose in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mighty God. He someday. Oh, as we're laying hands on you, begin to begin believe in the name of the Lord, the Ruah of God. There is a blowing, there's a shaking, a coming together of the Spirit of the Lord. He someday. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Go ahead, God. He someday. Oh, I praise you. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. He someday. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord God, this day that we're forever changed by the power of God, forever changed by the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, there's a shaking coming together. He someday. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, God, this deposit is taking place in the name of Jesus. He Sunday. Hallelujah. 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 He Sunday. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh God. A deposit of your spirit, of your anointing. He Sunday. Oh Lord Jesus. The army of the Lord. God, the army of the Lord. The army of the Lord. He Sunday. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Lord, that God, there's a raising, a shaking. He Sunday. Oh, yes, Jesus. He Sunday. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, that we're forever being changed by the power of the Lord. God, on these young ladies, loose the spirit, the presence of God. He Hallelujah, hallelujah. Out of his belly, God. Out of his belly. That, oh, God, this shaking. He Hallelujah. He Lord, over these young men, raise them up as warriors in the kingdom of God. He Sunday. Oh, I praise you, Lord. God, I praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
In the name of the Lord, God, I prophesy to his bones, God, to his sinew, his flesh, that, oh, God, the Ruach of the Lord hit your body. Oh, that strength hit your feet. In the name of the Lord, hallelujah. God, that he'll run and not be weary. He'll walk and not be faint. God, reverse what the enemy has done. In the name of Jesus, we call it done in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I think we're tapping into something. Shut up, Abobokoria Sunday. Go ahead and release your prayer language right now. Siatalaba Sunday. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Lord Jesus. Go ahead, Lord. Do what you want to do. Listen, many of you are being changed forever by the power of God. Tell you, a visitation. There is a visitation of God in this building right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Do you hear the sound? That's God blowing on you. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, God, I thank you. Coming out of his wheelchair. Oh, I thank you, dear. Lord, hit him with strength. Oh, God, with strength. Hallelujah. God, give him the ankle bones and the strength. Never again, Lord. God, let him. You said they shall run and not be weary. My God, hit him with the Holy Ghost. Lord, as you did it in the 50s. So, Lord, do it again. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The man that you saw walking there, that's the first time he's been out of that wheelchair in three years. So... Amen. I, I know where we're at right now in the spirit that God is, he's beginning to breathe on us. And many of us, you're going to come back to life. God has raised up an exceeding great army. <clears throat> oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I lay my burdens down, oh glory, glory, oh hallelujah. Since I lay my burdens down, oh glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I lay my burdens down. I lay my burdens down. Oh, talk about 
speak Oh, I'm so happy Well, since I lay My burdens down Oh, talk about happy Well, I'm so happy Since I lay My burdens down Oh, glory, glory Well, hallelujah Since I lay My burdens down Well, glory, glory Well, hallelujah Since I lay My burdens down Amen you know, I remember some people that had guests over to their house and the, the man was tired and wanted him to go home. Finally looked at his wife. He said, honey, he said, we're going to have to go home. He said, we're going to have to go to bed so these people will go home. So I'm going to have to dismiss this service so y'all will leave. <laughs> what a wonderful thing that there's a hunger to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I want to tell you that this service is a result of three days of prayer and fasting. This is what prayer and fasting produces. And um, I told him last night, I, yesterday, I said, I never thought that our old sanctuary would be too small for prayer meeting. And we had to put chairs out last yesterday morning because we had so many people show up for prayer meeting this is an unusual church you are an unusual body of people and i want to tell you i'm honored to to serve with you so this week let's really let's just pursue god let's just see what god does and um you know in reality i want you to start praying that god will give us our own place I'd like to add some services, be spontaneous. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, we could just about have another service tonight because there's such a, a presence of the Lord. But begin to, begin to ask God to give us our own place and that we would not wander, but God would give us a permanent dwelling place. Can you do that? So I bless you in the name of the Lord. May the peace of God follow you home. May the word of the Lord that has been released today be alive in your spirit. And may God bring to pass in your lives that which he has declared through the word of the Lord. May this coming week be the greatest week that you've ever experienced in your life. May your businesses prosper. May heaven be opened over you today. And may God give you favor with God and with man. May the enemy be rebuked and the devourer run for his own safety. And may angels guard you by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God speak to you in your dreams and at nighttime. May the gifts and the callings of God that have been put in you as child children begin to be released by the power of the Lord. May you leave with a shout in your spirit and may God put a hunger in you for him as never before. And we call this done in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in. 
For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.